G'day everyone, we're back, second week. Our show's called In The Eyes. Jared Middleton here from tab.com.au, joined by Brad Gray from Racing New South Wales. How are you, Brad? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, another big week of racing. We're only four weeks away from the championships. Yeah, and what, what a great card, though. It looks a month out from the championships, this Royal Randwick card on Saturday. I guess the big issue is going to be the weather in the last, well, 48 hours before the meeting. Yeah, that's right. We lost Tuesdays. Uh, meeting in New South Wales. We lost Wednesdays. Hawkesbury's gone ahead as we were recording now, but um, yeah, we're on weather watch. Um, there's a few contingency plans being thrown around by the stewards, but until the rain falls, we don't really know. Before getting to this Saturday, let's just recap uh, what happened in the well last Saturday there at Royal Ramwick. It was a heavy track, a lot of rain came, and uh, firstly, let's talk about the great mare. She won a 15th straight, and the chipping Norton joined in the likes of Carbine, Burnborough, etc. And uh, she just proved what a champion she is, as we know. Yep, she sure did. There's not much more we can say about it that already hasn't been said. She's a superstar. She's proved herself in every distance range now. She's done it on the wet track. It was good to see Waller put her out there because there was a bit of a theory going around that she was a protected species. Now she isn't. The track was obviously extremely heavy because you look at second and third and you've got genuine staying horses in Who Shot the Varmin and the Squatty Spirit. So too classy yeah it certainly was and uh, what a great one run from La Squitty spirit there too were uh, uh, there and uh, she's eight dollars and best backed in, in the atc oaks market with tab.com.au winks went a dollar fifty to a dollar 35 in our queen elizabeth market uh, other runs of note there throughout the day i thought omay sorb was uh, just about the run of the day, really, running second to La Bella Diosa in the surround. What do you think there, Brad? Yeah, she was brilliant. Obviously coming off a little setback. I uh, had to change tack a little bit in terms of her preparation. First up, wet track, she was $3.80, I think, out to $9. Yeah, 9 50 I think she jumped. Yeah, huge price, and she um, she ran incredibly well hitting line. So good luck beating her going towards the Coolmore, and then she'll tackle the Doncaster with 49 kilos, assuming she comes through the Coolmore good. But, um, yeah, I was speaking to Chris Waller on Tuesday at the ATC Carnival launch, and he said that she's come through well, so onwards and upwards for her. 49 kilos, and punters have seen that and seen that run and gone whack because uh, she's been 15 into 11 in our all-in market for the Doncaster this week. Also, the, the queen of the turf, or the Coolmore legacy, as it's known that now. She's been 15 into 6 for that Omay sword. Uh, other runs of note, McCreary was p- pretty good in the Liverpool City Cup. I've got to say, first up, pro- probably didn't expect him to be that far forward. He's $11 in our Doncaster market. Yeah, he was very good sweeping down the outside. I was with you. I thought it might have been a touch short for him, but the way that Chetwood set up the race for him, steamed home down the outside, and there's not much of him, but he's got a big ticker, as Wallace said. Chetwood how forgiving do we be? I don't know. Like, you, There's excuses for him. First up, Mooney Valley, tight track. Second up, do you say it was just the wet? I don't know. I think punters will be prepared to give him perhaps one more if you're a forgivable punter. But, you know, it's wearing thin, isn't it? Putters have long memories as we I know. can't imagine he'd be going around $2.50 next time. No, yeah. probably not. Uh, Dixie Blossoms was the other. Oh, gee, the winds don't get much more soft than that, but she's a very much a live chance in the Coolmore Classic in a couple of weeks. Yeah, she was dominant. She led him up, very positive ride, good ride, um, straight to the front, trotted in. So I think that might be the confidence booster that she needs. Now let's get to the weather. Let's look forward now. And uh, I believe you spoke to the Bureau of Meteorology, did you? Yeah, I spoke to them on Wednesday morning. Uh, a little bit's probably changed since then, but it was a pretty grim outlook. Uh, they were predicting rain, obviously, every day around 15 mils. And then on Saturday, potentially thunderstorms. So as we know, though, they can get, get it wrong from time to time. Mm-hmm. So uh, fingers crossed that we're racing on Saturday at Randwick. Well, today at this stage, it's Thursday afternoon here, but... It- 
it, the forecast looked bleak and it hasn't really been that bad yet. The odd shower here and there, but uh, fingers crossed though, it's the weather, we can't control it. It is what it is, but to uh, look, uh, you know, when it's getting to carnival time, when you see some of these top international jockeys coming back to Australia, just trying to get their rides uh, for the big prize money races, and we've got a couple of big ones coming back to town this weekend. Yeah, don't we? The Magic Man's back in town, one of the punters' pals. Uh, he's got nine rides on a nine race mm-hmm. card, so keeping him nice and busy and Zach Purton's over as well obviously a terrific jock and he's got four rides so yeah well, the magic man uh, rode what Shidell and uh, Savannah Amore to victory yes. last week I mean Shidell how, how many how many leaders win the Oakley Plate I can't remember too many in recent history that, that just jump to the front and dictate and win an Oakley Plate and that's what uh, the magic man did on Shidell he's on uh, coming through in the guineas Chaponas May and the Canterbury Stakes and from within in the Riesling and Zach Purton, uh, his key rides are trekking in the Todman and impending in the Canterbury Stakes. Is there one in particular out of those you're really looking forward to seeing? I'd be keen to see how coming through goes for the Magic Man. He's um he's he's had a big rap on him all the way through, and is this the time where he finally delivers? He's short enough with you guys. I think he's about four dollars sixty, but. We'll talk more about the guineas a little bit later. Let's uh, start as we have a look and uh, preview some of the big races on Saturday at Royal Randwick. Let's start with the Canterbury Stakes. Uh, the Group 1, 1300, wait for age. It's race five on the card there on Saturday. And uh, the market with tab.com.au, Chautauqua. Uh, $2.80, great to see him back in Sydney. He is in Sydney physically as well, isn't he, Chautauqua? Came up, he had been at his Flemington stables there uh, with Team Hawks. Music Magnate, 380. Luramain, 5. Ugo Fascolo, very interesting runner at $8. Hauraki, 11, along with impending. Japonas May, 17. Too good to refuse, $71. Uh, best back with Tab. Luramain's been 6 in the 5. I mean, he's so honest. Winning with a big weight there too, first up. And Ugo Fascolo, 8 into 7.50. Now with the Waterhouse Bot Yard. I went and watched his trial the other day, Brad. And he's won 5 of 6 across the Tasman. This looks a serious horse. He does look a serious animal. Uh, his form in New Zealand is exceptional, as you say. And the wet track isn't going to slow him down. As we know, as soon as we see that NZ mm. prefix there, they fly through it. So uh, his trials have been good. The latest one, he was given a real rev up. So have him rock hard fit for this. It's whether the 1,300 metres is a touch sharp for him. But, yeah, he's, he's hard to... I find him hard to come into at the price he is. But, yeah, he's a really curious runner. Well, he'll go forward, of course, along with the Music Magnate, who just went back after winning first up the expressway, went back and had a trial at Gosford. And, uh, look, he looks on track for a big campaign. Yeah, he does. Obviously, this will be the little tune-up he needs before the TJ Smith. So he'll be up there making his own luck. And you'll probably have Lower Main going forward as well. So... There should be an even tempo. Uh, Lura, mate, I mean, you know, one of what, a Ramwick Guineas. It's won a, a Group 1 Cantala down there at Flemington. A good win first up, carrying 61. And punters haven't forgotten him this time, Lura, mate, and you expect him pretty handy to the speed he there. Does, he does lose Huey, though. That is a good point. Glynn's on this Glenn's week. Glynn's on, so you don't lose too much there. Glynn's riding well, but Hugh Bowman, yeah, oh, he gets along so well I'm with this horse. pretty happy so. having Glynn on my horses as well, though. So, uh, look, yeah, I mean... If, you, if you're a jockey follower, off. I don't know how much you read into that. I'm not too worried about it. But, uh, I mean, Shatak was the big wild card here. Coming back yep. to Sydney, yep. uh, we put up for no money for it yet. But uh, I'd imagine there would be. Loves Ramwick, and I just can't wait to see him race here again. Yeah, it's good to see him back. The last time he raced at Randwick was, of course, his second TJ Smith win, which was a monster. So, wet track holds no fears either. Uh, that Gosford, Gosford Guinea second, where he ran to behind Inca Hoots. Mm. 
that was just treacherous that day. Like, it was horrendous. You could hardly see them going around. So he does get through it. The Hawks stable have said that they're not worried about the track at all. So very interesting to see how he goes here. The one I like, though, is one we haven't talked too much about is Haraki. Yep. $11. Yeah. No yeah. money for it. Loves Ramwick. What about his last couple of starts of Ramwick? So one in Epsom, of course. Before that, a length off Winks in a George what, what, what more can you do than that? <laughs> and then wins an Epsom from yeah. 100 miles back. And beat Lou Remain in the tramway on a heavy eight. First up, last prep, over 1,400. Yeah, good one. And 13, look, 13 into 11, a little adjustment with only a, a few bets coming through for Howaraki. But Blake Shin, barrier eight, yeah, I, I like it. He looks a value bet, so you've got, got him on top there. Yeah, I do. He's got exactly the same profile as last time in, as you mentioned. La Remain, La Remain second up. Haraki was first up. La Remain was second up last time in as well so the exact same conditions meets him off a little bit worse of the weights he's had one trial last time he had one trial so all the planets align and i think 11 dollars is a great price for a, a good horse who, who flies particularly in sydney like he's got a good record as it is but when you break down his sydney stats yeah it was it's 22 starts for five wins everywhere 16 starts for five wins and seven places in sydney so yeah, and never won below the 1,400. It's probably the only knock. That is can, the little knock, is The it? only knock you can probably find for him. But, uh, yeah, look, I like it. $11. Look, I'm going to go with this Kiwi, or now Australian, or with the Waterhouse Bot Stable coming over from New Zealand. U- Ugo Fiscolo, I was seduced by watching its trials and a couple <laughs> of its runs over there. And, uh, well, it's been a bit of a muddy horse, so I'm going with the seven there, Ugo Fiscolo. But what a great addition it is of the Canterbury Stakes. Let's now go to the two-year-olds. And, uh, well, there's a lot of variables here with these two-year-olds, the Riesling and the Todman. Let's go to the Riesling. Of course, the Phillies dominate as far as the Golden Slipper all-in market is concerned, and she will reign, dominates the market here. Just a little twist out, 145 uh, back to $1.50 for the Riesling, which is race one there at Randwick on Sunday. Hootson, four sixty From within, eight. Frolic, 17. Lucky Louie, 21. Villa Carlotta, 26. Star Sensation, 51. 71 for She's on Q. And Peruli's 100 to 1 with tab.com.au. Uh, look at Hootson, uh, which has been four sixty to four twenty Back to four sixty. Will it run in the Riesling? I mean, what's the word from the stable there, from the Toby Evans yard? Yeah, well, the noise coming out of the stable is that they'll be running in Queensland. Uh, despite 63 kilos and Barry 11, obviously she's a quick filly, so she'll probably offset that. But 63 kilos up there is the more likely option going towards the slipper. Yeah, and, and we should note, too, with the, these Riesling and Todman runners, these two-year-olds, a lot of these are nommed, uh, accepted, for the Black Opal on Sunday too in Canberra. So you've really got to keep an eye on the weather and what's going to happen there. But let's just go by what we've got in front of us at this stage. So we're look, looking at the Golden Slipper market. She will reigns the $2.80 favourite and Hootson's $8 for the Slipper. Look, uh, I'm very interested in seeing From Within again. I think you can put a pen through its uh, uh, run there in the Magic Moons where it was on the wrong part of the track. Yep. Uh, trialed sensational one, brilliantly first up. At Canterbury on debut, I think it's been the forgotten horse looking towards the Golden Slipper. Of course, it's uh, still got to qualify. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm extremely curious to see how she goes here. Chris Waller is renowned as being a conservative trainer, and particularly with two-year-olds. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she's failed in the Magic Moons with excuses, but now he's persisted and pushed onto a a Golden Slipper preparation suggests that he high, he holds this filly in particularly high regard. So massive watch. Yeah, it's a, it's you couldn't have put it any better, really. And of course, the Magic Man book for the ride too. But yeah, uh, gee, right. there looks it looks some pace in this race, doesn't there? With the from within, and we don't know if Hudson's going to run, but uh, she will rain. Obviously, 
will uh, well she she doesn't miss the start she'll be there won't she and uh, from within will probably uh, uh, go up forward too from uh, from barrier nine so look um, where do we go here? I mean, outside of well, I mean, she. The other thing with she will rain is she ticks the heavy track box as well, which That's obviously right, not does. many have. So yeah, she it's does. just do you want to dive in at the dollar fifty? Well, the punters were happy to chime in at dollar fifty last time, weren't they? Very much so. A dollar sixteen to a dollar thirty-five. Yeah, dollar so. thirty-five, and Ben Mellon just didn't panic. He rode it so well, didn't he? So look, she's proved she's versatile, but you don't want to keep missing the start. So where are you here for the Riesling? Yeah, it's impossible to go past she will rain. As we kind of touched on, from within is a very curious runner, but she will rain has the runs on the board she's an exceptional filly she's adaptable she ticks the the wet track box so she's a dollar fifty so obviously not too hard to find but it's impossible to make a case against her yeah only because it, it, one of my great punning rules is not backing odds on two-year-olds i'm going to go with <laughs> from within here uh, sometimes it bites it sometimes it doesn't i think uh, the last time i actually did it was eden rock and i couldn't resist and of course it stuffed up my multis for the day so uh, when it was uh, on debut a few weeks ago, yep, but yep, uh, so I'm not well. going. I'm not going. I'm not. I'm going to go with from within here only because uh, exactly is the points he made about Chris Waller and his two-year-olds. I think this horse has some serious talents. Obviously, been very highly regarded if, from if the she, yard. If she will rain goes into the slipper, it's a pretty exceptional SP profile, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like you're looking a dollar eighty, a dollar ninety, a dollar thirty-five, a dollar fifty. Yeah. No, absolutely, and uh, yeah, she's uh, still been fancied in the slipper market as well. We'll go to the Todman, uh, then, uh, and Gerald Ryan, of course, having a big hand here. Well, Minari has been well-backed with tab.com.au, and, uh, well, coming off that luckless run a few weeks ago, trial the other day. Uh, should note, too, none of these run- runners down in the Todman have ever run on a heavy track, so we haven't got any, none of them ticked that box, but Minari's the obvious, isn't it? Yeah, here's the obvious one. With a, a good track, you'd probably be happy to chime in at the $2.80. But with that little cloud over the track and how he handles it, although his latest trial was on heavy, obviously race day pressure is different, but that t- ticks an extra box. And you do find that the schnitzels are very versatile when it comes to track conditions. So, Okay, so the market is Minari 280, Trekking 7, Chauffeur and Veronello $8 each of two. Uh, jukebox Showtime 13 each of two. Well, Jukebox, <laughs> scratch from the diamond, of course, down south there last week. In somewhat of, I guess, there's been a bit of debate about that. But uh, look, uh, d- down, uh, accepted to run here at Ramwick. Invader at 15. Khan and Maraca 17 each of two, 20 to 1 and longer the rest. Uh, Maraca won very well at Mooney Valley on debut on a Friday night there a couple of weeks ago. Uh, came home and not it wasn't the quickest run race. Came home in thirty four five four, but she just to the eye six wide on the turn last and won easily. It is one to watch going forward. And David Hayes, just another his crop one. of two year olds, just another aren't one. too bad to say the least. No, I think that's quite an understatement. Trekking, interesting runner too. Yeah, so there's been a little bit of sprinkle for him. Not, I... not yet, not yet. Seven dollars, uh-huh. fifteen dollars in our slipper market. Uh, this Godolphin runner, of course, uh, won on debut what a while ago now. Yeah, it was in early December, I think it was. Yeah, he had so a little, he's had a little setback since, but his trial was quite nice, a nice soft trial. And John O'Shea's come out since during the week saying that he'd be the top seed as far as their Colts go. Mm. So, Chauffeur, incidentally, has been best back to win the size, the English size. Uh, uh, over the championships as well. Yeah, so you'd think he'd relish you'd that think trip, he'd really, you? Oh, 1,400, it just looks like a 1,400-metre horse, at, at least as a two-year-old, and going, for, going forward could even get over it further. But uh, look, um, here for the Todman, who do you like, Brad? 
Really tricky race, as you say. Uh, I'd be happy to stick with Minari. I've been with, with him all along. Uh, barrier 2 is probably a little bit sticky mm. if we get a particularly wet track, which is mm. looks all but confirmed. But I've been with him all campaign, so you are taking $2.80 on a heavy track, but he's such a quality horse. And as we saw through the Blue Diamond, that prior form has been franked. So yeah. if he is going to be a serious slipper player, he'd just about want to be winning. Yeah, look, uh, only for the price, otherwise it'd be all over Benari, but again, it's too short for mine in what looks a pretty competitive race. I mean, Khan, it, uh, of course, bombed out really last time out, but, uh, you know, a Breeders' Plate winner, can it p- potentially, you know, yeah, reproduce know. some form? You, you I mean, you'd have that... to be forgiving, and I don't think there was an excuse there in the silver slipper. It was hard to find one, and you notice that Blake Sheen has been dual-booked on both the Snowden's runners there, yes. so one of them's going to go to the Black Opal. From listening to interviews during the week uh, with the Snowdens, their suggestion was that Khan is the genuine dry tracker of the two. Yep. So don't be surprised to see Gunnison, the one lined up here. And he actually won really well. Yep. Down on debut, yeah. Mm. He wasn't entitled to pick himself up after being squeezed mm. along the fence there. And I love the way he found the line and that desire to win. So right stable. Okay. If we want to keep an, an eye on at odds. Again, just a, a quality affair, isn't it? So uh, heading towards the slip of the top. And I'm going to go with... Each way odds, uh, number 10, Marakov, if it does end up running at Ramwick, it has also accepted for the Black Opal as well. But uh, just, uh, again, just seduced by its win first up. Might have had something on him as well, just quietly. So <laughs> yeah, you, right. you, you can't help but stick, uh, stick to those. You're but a loyal uh, man. let's now go to the Ramwick Guineas, uh, the main event there at Royal Ramwick on Saturday. Gee, this looks a tough race, and it's 460 the field with tab.com.au, and it looks a quality addition on paper, doesn't it? And uh, look, coming through. Uh, holding favouritism, inference and man from uncle, six each of two. Prize Daikon, uh, the Victoria Derby winner at $7. Also accepted, though, for the Australian Guineas there at Flemington. Echo Effect and Invincible Gem, 9.50 each of two. Akatua, 13. Malays, 15. Uh, longer the rest. Look, best backed in early betting has been Invincible Gem. Uh, which uh, has been, uh, well, it was a really good win last start. Well, it's won three in a row now uh, from the Chris Lee stable. Another I Am Invincible as well. Uh, it hasn't ticked the heavy track box though yet, but uh, it's the one that punters want to be on in uh, early betting. Where do you look here? I, I think it's such do, an open do, race, I mean, isn't it? The Hobartville is the obvious form race, isn't That's it? That's right, it is. And, uh, well, Invincible Gem coming out of the spring stakes over the mile. So where do you look here, Brad? I mean, I'd like to stick with the Hobart field form, I think. Yep, no, I'm, I'm with you to some extent. Um, coming through is the interesting runner, as we touched on. Is I was looking back through, because comparisons were made early days to Kermadec, mm. and he comes through those same two races in the Eskimo Prince and the Hobartville, and his runs were similar. Kermadec had a deeper lot of three-year-old Colts, admittedly. However, Waller, kind of with these three-year-olds, he, he takes a while to turn the screws, so this is D-Day for him. If he's a serious horse, as most punters were thinking, then this is where he stands up. He's four dollars sixty, though I think, isn't he? So be short enough at the price. Like just drifted slightly. The, one, the run I didn't mind in the Hobartville was Akator. Mm-hmm. He's a horse that I've had a bit of opinion of for a while, and I've been waiting for the blinkers to go on. They go on here. The Snowdens are so good with these young, and then you've got the the James Heron tick as well. So um, I think he's one to watch out for. His sectionals in the Hobartville. His late sectionals were as good as anything in the race. So, And he was first up. The others had already had a run. So I think he catches up a little bit here. Yeah, you, I just wonder if we just keep overlooking some of the obviouses here. And Man From Uncle. Yeah, he I just mean, keeps winning. Just keeps winning. And uh, look, he's also shown he's pretty versatile as well. 
can be, can race back, can race uh, up on the speed. Um, Echo Effect, which is probably your likely leader here, well, it's, it's the one that ticks the, he- the the heavy track box. It's won two from two over the heavy going, and it uh, well, nearly led all a, the way there. A very good sight in just the Hobartville. Just nailed on the line by a man from Uncle. So it's an eight eight out to nine fifty Echo Effect. Man from Uncle's six dollars. Uh, there's been a big, you know, a lot of people are pretty keen on inference as well. Yeah, he of the was very good field. in the Hobartville. He's going towards the Derby. He's a horse that I've got a big opinion of going towards the Derby. Whether he needs a little bit longer than the mile to be a genuine winning chance, I think six dollars is short enough for him here. But he's a he's a quality stayer in the making, no doubt. Steer us into one here, Brad. Who do you like? I like Akatour. Um, as I, for all the reasons I mentioned, and the other one at a bit of odds is Malaise. He's taken a while to work it all out, but I like what we saw from him down at Flemington in the CS Hayes, and that was behind Haydock. Haydock's a very warm favourite for the Australian Guineas. Um, he handles the wet track. John O'Shea's brought him back up here because he thinks that the wet track has him right in a race like this. So I wouldn't be surprised if he if he was somewhere in the in the finish at odds. I'm I'm going to go with Echo Effect here. I know Barrier Two with Kristen Buchanan. Um, just because it ticks the heavy track box for one. And I'm not sure there's going to be a huge amount of pace in the race. Might get a bit of a soft lead there. So Yeah, well, he's, look, going to, he's going to give you a sight. He's tough. Yeah. He's... So I'm going to go with Echo Effect. But, there, I mean, he could back half a dozen here. Yeah, you really it could. A, it's a As really the market suggests, $4.60 the field. So yeah, if you no. find one, exactly. you're getting some good well. odds. With Prized Icon, he's already down in Melbourne. Okay, yep. But interesting set of circumstances is that James Cummings has applied to the stewards to keep him in the field in the round of guineas in case it's moved to a later date and okay. he might consider bringing it back up again to run in the round of guineas. So. Okay. Well, that's a very good very good piece of information for the punters. So, prized icon, who knows what will happen there. But uh, let's now have a look at the Challenge Stakes. Uh, great addition again. This is uh, way for age group two, over the 1,000 metres. And, uh, well, the market... Uh, with tab.com.au and uh, English is here $3.80 won this race last year Redzel $4.60 was superb last preparation drawn the widest here Heatherly at $5 also accepted at Flemington on Saturday Ball of Muscle 7 Dal Cielo's been racing well at $9.50 in fact uh, look not a great deal of money yet taken on the race but it is best back Dal Cielo Cepedo 11 Felines at $13 for Chris Lees just have a look at its 1000 metre record as well at Ramwick, uh, Felines, uh, Kentucky Miss, also 13 and 26 and longer the rest. Uh, another pretty open-looking race. Look, English, the thing I find interesting about English, it's one of the few Waterhouse bot runners It's actually a backmarker. Yeah, that's right, and she's a good one at that, isn't mm. she? She, um, she went missing last preparation, but there is a bit of a theory that she's an autumn horse, and sometimes these mares can do that. She obviously ran well to Vancouver in a slipper, missed the spring, came back... One and all aged, including this race, went missing. So now, do we see the best of her? The two trials have been, have been very good. It's just whether the thousand meters now that she's getting a bit older, does she find that a touch sharp? Yeah, oh, she's still only a four-year-old mare. I know, late four-year-old mare. Yeah. But uh, yeah, look, I mean, Dalciello looks a thousand meter special. I love looking at the thousand meter specialists in these races. I know, stating the obvious, but uh, Dalciello is the one over the odds. Rock hard fit. Yes, this is a step up, but uh, look, uh, he's flying. Yep, he is flying. Um, he deserves his shot in this grade now. He's he's come through the grades impressively. So whether he's as good as some of these, I'm not sure. I'd be happy to, to play Redzel in this race. Uh, looking at that English trial, 
I thought Redzel had the better of her. He just coasted. He's had three trials, which is interesting to note. Um, so the Snowdens have got him very forward for this, 1,000 metres. Mackey's own luck. I don't mind barrier 10. Uh, there's a bit of speed in the race, though, so we'll see what unfolds there. So Heavily will go forward. Jungle Edge will go forward. Ball of Muscle. Ball of Muscle yeah. will go forward. So Well, Ball of Muscle, I mean, punters would have to be forgiving there. It used to be one of mine. But uh, I think maybe its best days are behind it, ball of muscle. But uh, look, I'm with you. I think Redzel's a great bet here. In fact, I'm going to take the Redzel, Dalcello, Cornella. That's a two and four for the challenge stakes. What do you the, think? What do you think English does here? Yeah. What does she do? I mean, barrier one. It'd probably have to be a bit handier to the speed, you'd think. Yeah, she's capable of doing that. Yeah. I'm hoping she does come back. Yeah. She's always been such a good filly. No, she certainly has. The wild card, I think, here is Sapito, which failed in the lightning the other week. If you can put a line through that. Uh, got a great record. Not accepted to at uh, Flemington on Saturday, so almost certainly will run, you would think. He wants to come up for the riches in, in Sydney for the autumn, but uh, look at his record too. Uh, so it's one to watch from the Mick, Mick Kent stable. But, uh, yeah, I think we're both with Redzel there. I thought we might be, actually. So that's a look at the big features there at Randwick on Saturday. The best backed on the program with tab.com.au is Minari in the Todman as it stands. And uh, don't forget, too, uh, for the Randwick Guineas, the feature, race seven. We're whacking $100,000 into the first four pool there, guaranteed for our New South Wales tab customers. And there's plenty other uh, specials as well. You can find them under promotions there at tab.com.au. Uh, best bets looking ahead for Ramwick on Saturday. I'm going to start this off, Brad, because I'm very keen on race three, number one. The Waterhouse Bot Yard's in good form. I love Scarlet Rain dropping back in weight. Um, and uh, I, I, I love it. Three, four into 350, maximum win bet. There you go. <laughs> you must have been looking at my sheets because I like it too. Oh, do, uh, yeah. You've got it too. I, I do go. love the way that she's going about her racing mm. this time in. She's extremely well in on, in these conditions, getting down from 62 kilos where she gave tactical advantage six kilos. So Stuck on pretty well for a lot of the way. Yeah, I know really tactical well. advantage over, overcame. And I was late. worried that she was going to be a little bit flat there because mm. she was so massive first up off after quite a long break and had a few throat issues, I believe. So if she's come on again from that... It's a nice competitive little race, but I think she holds an edge as well. So we've got the, we've both got the same best bet. Yep. I promise you we didn't know that. There's two <laughs> others that I do like on the card. Haraki, yep. I think, is just on odds alone. I think $11 is a very good price. For That's in race five in the Canterbury Stakes. And then one for a bit later in the Aspiration, another good price is top of my list. It's an even kind of race, a bunch of mares, but she's got tremendous upside. She ticked that wet track box last start. She's about $11, 53 kilos. There was money for it when markets first went up on go. Wednesday as well. And Karen McAvoy is a, is a gun jockey, so... Yeah, it's 17 into $11. In fact, uh, it and oh, so, no surprise to see Song and Laughter backed in that race. Yeah, he's a swimmer. Mutter, yep. So uh, those two have been backed at the $11. So, yeah, good. There's some nice value there, Brad. So there is, what, there what, is. Have you had a look at Gosford? There's yeah, we, we like having a, a little look out wide. And one horse that's particularly well-placed is Rosa Carolina. Race seven, I don't know what odds you guys are going to put up. Obviously yeah. nothing up yet, but I think if you're getting black odds, you're doing well. Last campaign, she was racing in black type company. First up, she loomed to win, just peaked on a run a touch behind Martonte, who goes around on Saturday. So I think you're shopping well if you can get black odds. So she looks well placed. Those, uh, those markets for Gosford are just starting to filter through. 
and a couple of the early races are open there so they should be open if not tonight in the morning on Friday morning and uh, having a look towards Scone on Sunday we are open for the country championships qualifying this should be one of the stronger additions certainly of the qualifiers on Sunday. What a great day it should be there in the Upper Hunter. And uh, also, we're putting $20,000 into the Big Six pool there for New South Wales Tab customers. And uh, all summer long, I mean, you expect Greg Bennett to have a big hand here, and he's got the favourite in all summer long. Uh, I mean, look, Leilu and Careless Choice on the next line at $6. And I think we brought up Careless Choice, or you brought up Careless Choice last week for Paul Massara. Mm. It's, uh, what, it's three from three, and it's targeted at this race. It's first up going into this. Yeah, he's, he's a nice horse. He's undefeated, mm. as you kind of mentioned. He's, he's tuned up. This has been the goal for a long time now. So it's hard to knock a horse that's undefeated, which is similar to what you can say about Art Damore, who I think is mm. a good price there at $8. So I liked what he did in the preview. He wasn't entitled to... He blew out a little bit late, which is what you expect first up against some of those horses that had had a run. But I think he's a genuine city-class horse, which generally puts you in good stead against these kind of gallopers. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, also in Vienna's there at $8. It's uh, quality... A quality runner as well from the Greg Bennett stable. Nick's Vendetta, we've seen almost win highways here in Sydney at $11, along with Alliterate for Pat Farrell. Alliterate, on its day, is a good galloper as well. Won the Wellington boot last year, 15 and longer the rest. So that market open at tab.com.au. Brad? Yeah, well, I've got Art Demore on top, but you wouldn't be surprised to see Sassaby improve there at $15. He was sent around favourite first up, and although it peaked a little bit late, it's been a horse that Greg Bennett's in pretty high regard all along and his form is pretty good apart from that little blemish first up might be worth forgiving all summer long obviously hard to beat it's exceptionally well weighted you find these horses under the set weights they just get in so well and they've raced inevitably raced well your perfect dares your pumpkin pies Mm. just with that extra bit of class and he actually meets Art Damore five and a half kilos better for that first up run Greg had to scratch it from the final last year, didn't he? And then he yes. nearly had to scratch Clearly Innocent, That's of right. course. But That's he had right. to scratch all summer yes. long. And so. he was confident that it would have given Clearly Innocent a run for its money. Yeah, uh, they, they looked two of the standouts heading into that. So, yeah, look, and also for the country championships final, we've still got Perfect Dare and Pumpkin Pie, 460 each of two. Coglier, a nice win at Taree. Uh, last weekend. It's been uh, 26 into 11 as well for the country championships final. Brad? Enjoyed another edition of uh, In the Irons, our racing podcast. Enjoy the weekend. I hope you find a winner. Yeah, I'll do my best to stay dry. Uh, last week I got absolutely saturated, no umbrella out at Randwick, so I won't be making that mistake I, again. I, I saw you in the background on Sky Thoroughbred Central several times, yeah. put, putting putting the dictaphone in to make sure you got <laughs> just you doing, got all my the grubs, yeah. doing my best. Yeah, doing my best. Warrior there in the rain. Good stuff. I hope you got something out of the podcast today, and we'll be back next week. Thanks very much.